0: To the race podcast. Hello, my name is John Mailander, and you're listening to the Formula Nerds podcast. Hi, I'm Rosanna Tennant, and you are listening to the incredible Cut to the Race podcast. Hi, I'm Jordan King,
1: and you're listening to the Formula Nerds podcast. Hi, I'm Rocky. You're listening to the Cut to the Race podcast.
0: It's lights out, and away we go.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to news from the Nerds. It is a brand new year, it is 2022, and I am here with Abby and James once again. James, how are we? Alright, happy new year. Do you have a good one? Yeah, yeah, not bad at all. Very tired. I'm probably still hungover, but I'm I'm happy to be back here with you guys. Abby, how are you?
2: I'm good. It's good to be back and into All Things
1: Motorsport again after the holidays. Yeah, it's awesome. Right, I will I will jump straight in. So Stefano Domenicali has come out and said that there is an opportunity of a 30-race season because of all the circuits that are putting their hand up and saying they want to be involved in F1. Uh, According to him, Germany has no real desire to race at the moment, which is pretty self-explanatory because of COVID. Um, But from reports coming out of Sky Sports Germany, um, the Nürburgring would be open to a race if uh, the financial package was right. What do you guys think about that?
2: I think a 30 race season whilst it would be good to have formula 1 for that long during the year it will be very stressful and tiring for the drivers and all the engineers and mechanics and everyone involved
1: it's too much
2: I, it is it's they need much. to yeah. have a break
0: I think we've seen in recent years obviously it's got it's got more and more and yeah from a selfish point of view as viewers you know the more races the better to a certain extent some people say it kind of it belittles them, makes them less special by having more of them, which I kind of get. Uh, I wouldn't say that I care less about the races now compared to when there were 17, 18 race seasons. But yeah, like Abby says, it's too much for the teams. They're, like, they're stretched to breaking point as it is. They don't see their families. We don't need more than the whole 25 cap that has been mentioned. I think that's about right for the most it could ever go to.
1: I th- I think twenty is the, probably the sweet spot where it's kind of you know you've got that two week gap. Uh, that, I mean that's for the teams really, isn't it? More than anything else, that two week gap between races. So I think that would probably yeah, yeah. be the uh, the sweet spot. But speaking of tracks, um, I've heard James Bahrain have got some got some news.
0: Yeah, uh, they are open to hosting a sprint race on the the outer ring, the outer layout. That uh, we saw in 2020 when, George Russell got very unlucky and is one off in a Merc. At that point, I think now I've been on the fence about sprint races. I think we've we've discussed them before. I think we're all of a similar opinion, bit conflicted. It's kind of it's been exciting at points. It's all you know, it elongates the weekend, but yeah, is it really necessary? I think that's maybe a bit of a a game changer in providing something different at least I mean I don't know what you guys think I I would be more interested it's not going to ruin the Sunday race in the same way definitely
1: I'd agree actually yeah I, th- I think if you did the sprint race on a different track layout even if it was the reverse track layout for sprint races like that, that would just be cool that, I think that that would just be like, like you said it'd be something different um, and a completely different challenge for the drivers but I don't know logistically how that would work, but uh, but yeah, I think it would be cool at the very least.
0: Yeah, they they mentioned uh, reverse layouts back I think when they were kind of hunting for Grand Prix last year, uh, and a lot of them it's not possible because they're set up specifically with runoffs in you know certain directions and it, they wouldn't pass the safety mandates. But there are definitely certain tracks that they could. That's what I'm thinking if they if they use the sprint races specifically on tracks with the opportunity to do different layouts. I mean, France has about a billion layouts it can do, just follow a different stripe. Uh, and I think off the top of my head anyway, there are, there are definitely, I would say, probably three or four others that could, because there are six sprint races next year. So, yeah, I don't think that's what they're going to focus on, but that would be my choice. What do you think, Abby?
2: Yeah, I agree with you both. If it was on different layouts, it would be very more exciting. And I think there are potentially rumours that the sprint races will be standalone events and won't affect the starting grid for the Sunday Grand Prix, which personally I would prefer. I like having the actual qualifying session determine the race um, grid for the Sunday Grand Prix. So I think with the new layout and if that new format with it being a standalone event comes in, I think I could start liking sprints a little bit more than I did this season.
0: Yeah, it's... It's a weird one. I I saw it, I think we've mentioned at some point that uh, Ted Kravitz, I remember saying that he'd heard the rumours that it was going to be a sprint championship, totally separate. And yeah, I agree about, I, it never sat right with me that qualifying didn't get pole. Uh, but equally, is anyone really going to care about who's sprint champion? Like,
2: No, not really. Not as much as, you wouldn't really pay that much attention to it compared to qualifying and the actual Grand Prix. It would just be like a little extra thing. It's
0: it's like the DHL fastest lap award, isn't it? Like, it's a nice little thing to have, but I don't think it's really that big a deal.
1: I'm sure Mazepin would like to win
0: it. <laughs>
2: Here we go
0: again. <laughs> he's going to win the proper season though, isn't he, next year? Right, Bridge? That, that, I that love how that we've put words in bridge?
1: my mouth. We've put words <laughs> in my mouth and now <laughs> we're sticking to it. We're sticking yeah, we, yeah, we've twisted it. And, okay, all yeah. right. I'll accept it but do you know what I have to ask Abby since it is the new year Abby how heartbroken are you?
2: Well I can only assume that you're talking about Lando and his social media face that he posted on Instagram yesterday now there is the stereotype about female F1 fans only liking the sport for the good looking drivers not for the cars or the racing and yes objectively the drivers are very good looking But, right, Lando has a girlfriend. She is gorgeous as well. He has kept it a secret out of the public eye until yesterday. And yes, some people are sad and upset that they're not going to get the chance to date him. But realistically, we don't know him. We probably will never actually get to know him properly as a friend. So I'm happy for him. Unlike some people on social media who have caused uproar and expressed their
0: Feelings at what he did. I mean, personally, I'm I'm distraught. <laughs> I, I really thought, <laughs> I really thought, you know, me and Lando were gonna we're gonna be gonna be just one one day. I don't know. I I get it. That I get. Everyone's had celebrity crushes when they were young or like young teenagers or whatever. But I think it's it's just the age of social media, isn't it? And he, of course he's got a girlfriend and are people getting angry about it I get it if you want to be a little bit sad but come on
2: yeah I mean I've seen some of the tweets and some are saying how can you do this to us you betrayed us you lied to us it's disrespectful I can never forgive you for what you did but I mean come on, like yeah. seriously
1: that poor boy that poor poor boy but I think that's I think that's part of being a modern day athlete I think to be honest, I, I think it's part of the whole circus you enter when you when you sign that contract and become a professional athlete and whatever is that you're going to have to put up with um, with your fair share of ugly fans. Not not ugly, but just like speech ugly. Oh, going say. <laughs> see how quickly I covered that. You see how quickly I yeah I, I got in there. Very smooth.
2: Very smooth.
1: It's Bridge
0: Morgan starting the new year. As he means the <laughs>
2: Speaking of McLaren. They have come out and said about their special liveries for the 2022 season and that they would like to have more, especially because it enhanced fan engagement. Now, I personally loved the golf livery that McLaren had at Monaco last year. And they one at Abu Dhabi as well for the season finale. But I think with special liveries, you have to be certain about how often you have them. Because some, if you have them too often, then they're not really special liveries. They're not one-offs. But what, what do you guys think about them?
1: I think they should make that golf livery their their permanent, permanent colorway. That that is probably the nicest looking F one car ever. Yeah, it's stunning. It was beautiful. So that's my that's my take on it. Is that they need to just bring that back and make it permanent. If they want to change it back and forth, yeah, I agree with you, Abby. You know they're special for a reason. So let's let's keep it that way.
0: Yeah, uh, I know what you're saying. It definitely does, it belittles them a bit when, if you were to have too many little touches, things like the, at Abu Dhabi, they had that, was it, it was views? I don't actually know how to say it. But yeah, the with the kind of graffiti style on the blue, little things like that are a nice little touch. A full-on livery change? Yeah, I think it's got to be once or twice a year, really. And then otherwise you end up, well, that's the whole thing they had with the driver helmets, wasn't it? Where they made them, keep the same style for, what, four or five years? I think that rule was in place because they were saying that the, the iconic designs of Senna and such were getting lost and they've obviously abandoned that. I don't know if that's the right thing or, or not. I mean, do you like that they can do a different helmet basically
1: every, every race now? I think it personalises it, doesn't it? It just it allows them to express themselves a bit more and I think we're seeing that more and more in sport anyway. You know, NBA players can design and wear whatever shoes they want. Um, so, so yeah, I don't see why, why not, but, um, but yeah, if uh, you have the, the threat of losing kind of the, those iconic colors of the, of the, you know, the yellow and blue of, uh, of Senna, but hopefully, you know, we'll see a few.
0: I think that, yeah, uh, drivers are so much about their brand now, obviously, you know, they've got the driver number and it's like hashtag LH44 or they work it into their initials and stuff like that. There, I think they have a team of people who are kind of making sure that they're not maybe, you know, being iconic, but they have a brand anyway. So they're gonna still have a, a main default design that's gonna be there, their main one. And it's the same for the teams. So yeah, a yeah, couple of season that do me. Speaking of new liveries, we're gonna have a probably a, a whole batch of new liveries for next year. And there's been a little sneak peek at least officially, of the, of the Mercedes car for 2022. Very dark picture that's been brightened by people with even a trial of Photoshop. Let's be real, it's, it's not next year's car. I think we all know that. Uh, I guess it's going to be a case of, I think more to the point, when they officially launch the cars, I think it's early February for the earliest teams, how much do you think we're going to see? Well,
1: when they officially launch them, I'm, uh, you don't know I mean they usually hold their cards quite close to their chest until they hit the track in, 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 in testing uh, and even then you know you don't really know what's happening until free practice one um, of Bahrain so yeah I don't think we'll see a lot
0: and that's the thing though uh, you know in normal years it would just be they'd basically keep last year's design maybe slightly change a little bit stick a new paint job on it this year it is a totally new car so are they just going to stick their livery on the default one from F1? Uh, are we going to get 10 cards with just a different livery? Or yeah, because they're likely to have gone in pretty different ways. Obviously, yeah, like you say, they're going to hide it. But yeah, what do you think, Abby?
2: I think that they'll try and keep their cards close to their chest at the beginning. Keep the mysterious aura around it, not let any other team see what they've done. But I'm just excited to see them all. I can't wait to see what they look like, what they're going to be like in races and everything. I mean, I saw on Mercedes social media, they released a photo of George's 63 on the car. And I must say, I do like the look of that. But everything this year is just unknown.
0: They've also got, I mean, we know that uh, BWT are leaving Aston Martin. So they're probably going to lose the pink stripe. I mean, this is, you know, (laughs) it's not the biggest breaking news of the winter that we'll probably get but uh, do you think they'll go with the the lime green yellow that uh, Aston tends to use in WC and stuff like that and apparently I think it was on last year's car before they had that last minute deal with with the BWT
1: yeah no they've got to they've got to I think, I think we'll see a, a really nice looking car from Aston Martin for sure I mean how can they not they, they make some of the nicest cars in the world and some of the road cars so I don't know how they can have an ugly F1 car <laughs> Yeah, definitely. That was send the wrong message. But um, sticking with Mercedes, obviously Sir Lewis Hamilton, bless his little heart, he's uh, he's still on radio silence, um, but he has announced that he is, well, I don't know if he is announced personally, but his team, shall we say, have announced that he will be coming back uh, for 2022. I'll let you guys take it first. What do you think about him coming back? Is it is it all points to him or is it kind of... Tilted a little bit. What do you think?
2: I think he needs to come back. We have definitely not seen the last of Lewis yet, and I think this season he will come back fighting and will be there to race against Max and race against any other driver in a really good car. I'm excited to see him get back onto track with that tenacity and that fight in him. And I, just, I just, I'm a Hamilton fan over Max and over Max, and I want to see Lewis race. So I'm glad that it has been said that he is coming back. But what about you, James? Because I know you like Hamilton as well.
0: Yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting because like we said, there's so many unknowns coming into this season. I mean, everyone's assuming Merck and Red Bull are gonna be back at the front. And I mean it's it's, you know, pretty likely, but we could easily have a brawn and I mean, Lewis won the title in 2008 and then struggled to get into the points for the first half of 2009. It could be that they're stuck in midfield. And then at that point, does he walk away? I mean, if let's be real. The only thing that, obviously, for the love of the sport, but his love of the sport is probably reduced a bit after the last race. So if he's stuck in the midfield and he's got no chance of getting that eighth title... I mean, could he even walk away halfway through the season?
1: I mean, I don't think he'll walk away halfway because I think that will just blow up his legacy. But for him being on radio silence at this point, like, there's there's been a drawing out period now. Like, I get it, yes, it was a heartbreaking end to a magnificent campaign from him and Max. And for it to end like that, I would go on radio silence for a bit. But, now that he's like continued and he's, he's not answering any of the FIA's kind of messages or phone calls, I, I don't know. You, you need to come out now and make a statement because otherwise you come in in March or even February and you start, and you start saying all this and, you know, complain about last year. People are just going to think you're bitter. So you've got to come, I, I mean, I, I get why he's bitter, but move on like move on it's done now there's nothing there's nothing more you can do so Lewis come out I know know that he listens to this podcast I know he does so Lewis just come out (laughs) make a statement and get on with next year
0: he can come on here. He can make a statement on next yeah. week's podcast.
2: Yeah? Yeah. I will happily have him. Just
0: that is an open invitation hit me up, Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> James oh, at oh. FormulaNerds.com. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll wait oh. for the email. I'll check my spam just in case.
1: <laughs> um,
0: yeah. <laughs> I, know, I know what you're saying. It's, yeah. I think it's a good thing for, for him and to be honest for everyone like to have that break from social media from the public eye because there was, and no one is under more intense scrutiny than Lewis. But, like, and the entire grid. And yeah, as, as you said, a proper gut-wrenching, heartbreaking way to end the season. I mean, it's been what? It's only been three weeks? It was the 12th of December, wasn't it? So four weeks, I guess now. a pretty standard Christmas break. I imagine there'll be some kind of statement probably when they go back to the factory officially. I'm not sure when that, that winter break ends officially for the team because they're not allowed to do anything for a certain amount of time. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Uh, <laughs> I'm still, just uh, whilst we're on the point, actually, in our season review, I remember I said I, I downgraded it from a 9.9 to an 8.9 for the for the season. I'd, I had a bit more time to 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 think about that over the Christmas and I've decided to make it a 0.9 because it's genuine, and that, that's a hot take. And you've got, I mean, I've made Bridge open his mouth in gaping wide so you know that's a hot take genuinely because I think it tainted it that much for me the whole season Max has been left with an asterisk
1: you can't put an asterisk (laughs) next to Max when it wasn't Max's fault okay you can't
0: can't do that not in my eyes I'm saying for many people on social media
1: (sighs) okay all right, I'm not gonna go into that because we haven't actually got enough time to, 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 yeah. time to we, me and James will, will' plan a podcast where we just have that argument for half an hour that we'll just have we'll plan that out um, and that will come later. But for now I'll I'll let it slide
0: <laughs> uh, but yes, so we'll see when he when he comes back, how he comes back and we'll see yeah everything else this year and yeah i mean so christian horner's come out and said that people will forget all about it anyway is that right bridge
1: yeah i mean it's a pretty christian horner thing to say to be honest with you um he's basically saying that people will forget the end of the season in 2021 just because you know that's how sport works and that's how you know the world works is that people will forget it um, I think that moment, that final lap, will be engraved in Formula One history forever. I don't think I, I, I'll personally never forget watching it. Um, for, for it to be forgotten, something way more spectacular is going to have to happen next year, and I don't know if that can even happen. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't think I don't think it will be forgotten, um, but it may be caught up, especially if Michael Massey stays where he is.
2: Yeah, I agree. I don't think that will ever be forgotten. Like you said, for me, it is engraved in my mind. I will always remember that. I will always remember the 2021 season and how it ended. I disagree with Horner there. What about you, James?
0: I mean, I often disagree with Horner. Uh, he, can, <laughs> he can come on the podcast <laughs> a week after, Lewis. Uh, I think it's going to go down as a, a center-prost Collision level of infamy. Uh, it's it's never going to be forgotten. You know there are, uh, I guess similarly Glock like these these real defining. That's they're the only real things I think on that level. Certainly in modern Formula One, and no one will ever go. No, oh, who who is Glock? What did he do? Everyone's forgotten about the rest of his career. He he had some podiums and stuff. He was a decent driver, but he will forever be is that Glock? And Michael Massey will probably forever be. I don't know what the uh, the nickname will be, but we'll figure that out in time.
1: I mean, it would just be—it's a motor race. Wouldn't it would just be that. It would be Toto.
0: It's oh yeah. Oh, they- <laughs> Michael, this is not right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, but obviously, we'll round it off today, Abby. We have lost—we've lost someone, haven't we? In our in our paddock, who's been there for a while.
2: So it came out today that Ottmar Szafnauer, who was the team principal of Aston Martin, has left the Formula One team and has now moved to Alpine. There were rumours last year that this was happening, and today it has been confirmed of his move.
1: I think that's a great move. To be honest with you, I think that's a great move. I think Aston Martin has employed everyone possible, along with Red Bull with their new um, their new engine supplier or whatever they're called. Um, but they have that is a great signing from Alpine as well Um, and I think he'll do a lot there because he's you know he's done he's done brilliantly wherever he's gone Um, so yeah hopefully he'll he'll do well at Alpine as well
0: I get the impression that
1: he was never particularly
0: happy under Stroll Senior I think we've all seen that that awkward (laughs) exchange pretty early doors even in a I think in Drive to Survive where I mean Lawrence Stroll runs it like a like he's a Bond villain. And Otmar came from this. He was in Racing Point and Force India for a long time, wasn't he? And it was a very relaxed atmosphere. They were they were Jordan originally. They, they, they were kind of the, you know, the underdogs, the flucky underdogs. And I imagine it was a, a bit of a, a culture shock for him when he came under this kind of very strict authoritarian kind of approach that it seems that Lawrence Stroll has. So yeah, I agree. I think it's a good move for him. Alpine they they could end up at the front next year.
1: I will say as well that um, rumors have been floating around the paddock that Alpine and Mercedes have already discovered something kind of grid defining on their on their 2022 two cars. I would have probably suspected that Otmar had had a look at that and went oh, okay this is my chance now I can I don't have to be an underdog anymore. Mm-hmm. So interesting. So yeah, that's that's the latest kind of rumour from the paddock. If it proves true, we don't know. Uh obviously things are proved illegal all the time in our sport. So yeah, we'll see. So oh, it could be it could be Hamilton Alonso. Oh, what
0: a bookend to their careers that would be if that was um, that's that true. Oh,
1: that would be amazing. That would have more drama, I think, than Max and Lewis. I think honestly, yeah. I, yeah. that would have yeah.
0: more drama. Definitely. I think Max is yeah, we saw whilst he's very well, you know, controversial on track. Off track, he's, he's generally pretty no-nonsense. We had Horner stirring things and it was more of this, the drama came from Toto and Christian than it did from Lewis and Max, but Fernando's a, a Horner level of uh, stirrer. I was, I'll not say the word before that, but yeah, it could get very spicy, <laughs> that were the case. Last piece of news this week, I think, is a, a pretty decent piece of news in that Williams have won their lawsuit against Rocket, their former... At sponsor, former title partner. So it was a thirty-five point seven million win in courts for basically at the start of last year. Uh, Rocket pulled out of their sponsorship, saying that they weren't getting the the airtime that they deserved. And I mean, it was COVID. No one was getting any airtime, and clearly a judge has agreed with Williams that that was unfair. You could argue it's too late. I mean. Williams had the Williams family had to sell to Doralton basically because of that. So, what do you think? Is it too late? I mean, obviously, it's still good for them. They still get the money. It's still the Williams name.
1: I think a win's a win for Williams. I think a win's a win. And if you're winning, if you, you know they're not winning on track right now, they're improving on track. Uh, but you know, at least they get a win in the courts. I think, which is which is nice. I just wish that kind of. Organisations like this would just kind of stay out of it. Like, it's, it's, it, they're taking it away from the track a little bit. It's about the racing, you know. At the end of the day, you're you're applying to put your brand on an F1 car, so you know. Just if you don't get the airtime because they're at the back, you can't really help that. <laughs> you know, spot if you want to if you want to get more airtime, sponsor another. You know, sponsor Mercedes. They'll have plenty of airtime. So yeah. So, you know, it's, it, you know, organizations need to kind of stay away from that so we can focus on the racing, in my opinion. I mean,
0: no one's going to beat Rich Energy, are they? Um, but, yeah, uh, on that on that side of things, this isn't, isn't a great look for Rocket, and they're still very involved in motorsport. They are a title sponsor for Venturi and Formula E, Susie Wolfe's team. They're, I think they just announced themselves as a title partner for Formula 4. They're involved in a bunch of other... Different racing formula. Do you think it would have an effect on them?
1: I don't. Know. I rarely think so. I, don't, I think you know what was it? Thirty-seven million. That's a that's a drop in the ocean for them, isn't it? I mean, it's it's not. Yeah. And I, I saying think, that, I
0: don't know what they are or what they do.
1: I think yeah, it's like a toy company. I think a rocket. I think they make like toy cars. Okay. I could be completely wrong, so don't don't take my word for it. <laughs> But um, Uh, it's it's
0: because they've got no airtime. We don't know. Yeah, exactly. Maybe are right. I see their
1: point now. I see their point. They've got no airtime. I don't know where they are. Fair enough. All right. Fair enough, Rocket. I'm on your side now. Well played. Well played.
0: (laughs) Well, on that bombshell, uh, I think we'll leave it for this week. That's obviously there's only so much news for us to talk about. But we will be back next week, and I'm sure the news will keep escalating as we get closer to the season. So uh, in the meantime, be sure to check out the website because we are still reporting on everything that does happen as soon as we can. And yeah, we'll see you on the other side next week.
1: See you later.
2: See you later. (laughs)
0: cast Network.